When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Rams fans. The LA Rams are 2-0 following a 27-24 victory on the road against the Indianapolis Colts, who fall to 0-2. There were a number of storylines for the Rams to come out of this game outside of the obvious, which is that the Rams are 2-0. This is not to be you know, uh, underrated, understated, uh, or, uh, under appreciated. The fact is that sometimes teams start two and oh, or five and oh, and still make the, uh, miss the playoffs. Uh, sometimes teams start oh, and two and make the playoffs or win the super bowl. So how you start is only part of the equation, but the Rams definitely wanted to start two and oh, the bears and the Colts, their first two games, both of these teams are not bad teams by any means. Both were in the playoffs last season. I don't think either of these teams is a Super Bowl contender, but I think that the Rams in many cases could have uh, not been 2-0, but that is the case here. And Matthew Stafford still looks like a significant upgrade over, you know, Jared Goff or whatever, but we, it's not about the guy who used to be with the Rams. It's the guy that's here now. And Matthew Stafford, I got to say, just really enjoyed watching him play again today, surveying the field, making reads, executing, um, you know, his interception really was a, a great uh, kind of a, I wouldn't even, it's a great play in a way, you know, Taekwon Lewis gets his hand, on the ball, just a fingertip, it seemed. And it was just enough for the pass to fly errantly into the arms of Kari Willis. And that'll happen sometimes. Um, but overall, Matthew Stafford, you know, it wasn't uh, quite the same type of dominant performance that he had in week one against the Bears. But uh, myself and Blaine Didasco, the fiasco, are back again to give an instant reaction to a Rams game. And uh, thankfully, a Rams win uh which again is 27 24 the colts um took the lead there in the fourth quarter giving the rams a scare but la was able to come right back um and score and cooper cup had a dominant performance um let me send it over to blaine didasco blaine what were your immediate thoughts uh, on the game and uh, the performance in uh, start two for Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup had a great game. That's the first thing that stood out to me. Um, yeah. Sure, I think um, you know this is if he continues this and keeps this up, it's it's got to be you know it's got to be his Pro Bowl season. Um, definitely on a great start. Uh, I thought the the defensive stops uh, in the in the first half were impressive, although, you know, we don't want to be allowing them to get down to the red zone uh, too often. But when they got there, it was impressive uh, stops in the red zone. The first one on four down and then the second one, Troy Reader's interception. So that's uh, that's the way to do it once they get down to the red zone. 
And then uh, I think in this game, you know, uh, let's talk about it a little bit later, but also we're waiting for this big, uh, the big turnover play from, you know, uh, in the beginning, I was waiting for Darius Williams to show up, but in yeah. the end, it ended up being Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you know, uh, let's do a quick rundown here as uh, let's just start with the Colts get the ball to start the game. They have don't have to go. Uh, they go to 11 plays, 49 yards. They go for it on fourth down. No good. Uh, we also know that the Rams, you know, they, they stood at the goal line uh, for four plays, didn't let the Colts get in. I think that is partly indicative of what the Colts are working with offensively. You know, this is the thing is that uh, when people don't criticize, I'm not a fan of Carson Wentz. And when people don't criticize Carson Wentz, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he has a lot of arm talent, but at the end of the day, you wouldn't think that uh, the Kansas city chiefs uh, you know, if they were down at the goal line, they had four chances that they wouldn't, uh, utilize their quarterback uh you know for some of those early downs that uh, if you have if your best player is their quarterback let him make the decision let him throw the ball uh not every time and you know obviously there's reasons you run it on first down or second down and, and goal to go and stuff like that but this is where I think that uh, Carson Wentz's arm talent and uh, some of the other things that he does well is just so vastly outnumbered and outmatched by what several things we saw today. One being decision making on the interception to Troy Reader, which is a terrible play, uh, and the other being injury, as he was not the guy that even threw the interception to Jalen Ramsey. That was Jacob Eason, because in the critical point of a game, Carson Wentz was not to be available, just like he wasn't available for the Eagles at critical points of the season. So. Uh, not to come down hard on uh, Carson Wentz. I don't think he listens to this podcast or anybody, uh, any Colts fans. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't think that Carson Wentz did look good today, but there were a lot of complaints uh, online about the Rams defense, um, even though up until late in the game. And, and you know, again, they, the Colts scored 24 points, but they had a touchdown off of a punt. Um, so uh, I didn't think at the end of the day, they didn't give up a ton of points on defense. What were your thoughts on Carson Wentz and uh, the Rams defense against Carson Wentz? Well, um, I think uh, he did demonstrate some mobility. He's, he looked uh, slippery in the pocket. I mean, we were able to get pressures on mm -hmm. uh, as far as our pass rush goes, but we had a hard time, you know, bringing them down. Uh, so he seemed mobile, slippery in the pocket, but uh, yeah, I wasn't finishing plays as much as he'd like, but I thought, yeah, maybe in the red zone, um, like you're equating to a Patrick Mahomes scenario, um, you know, obviously, of course, compared to Eason, he's their mobile quarterback. I would give him some looks to maybe run it in. But um, yeah, otherwise impressed with his mobility, if not his arm, if not of his arm or decision making. So on the second drive after the Colts turn it over on downs, the Rams go eight plays, 90 yards, touchdown. So things feel uh, maybe even better than they did against the Bears um, offensively right out of the gate for the Rams, as well as with Matthew Stafford completing passes to Robert Woods, Daryl Henderson, Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup. And then finally, again, for Cooper Cup for the touchdown, the first of two Cooper Cup touchdowns, who, by the way, his three touchdowns this season are as many as he had last season. Uh, and it's only been two games. So uh, Cooper Cup seems to be enjoying potentially his best. Yeah, as you said, maybe his Pro Bowl season, maybe 
his, you know, maybe there's a, another ceiling here for Cooper cup. Uh, he, his 163 yards today is the second most he's had in a game during his career. And it's only the second time with Matthew Stafford and he's already put up 200 yard games with Matthew Stafford. So you really start to wonder what's possible. Although I, I have been cautious with Cooper cup in the past because we've seen him put up his career high a couple of years ago, 220. Uh, and sometimes he, that, then all of a sudden there won't be a lot of Cooper cup in the game plan or, uh, either they're taking the defense has taken him out or Jared Goff, whatever it was. So let's see this consistency and what kind of consistency Stafford and cup have, uh, moving forward as well as nine catches. But I mentioned, uh, Van Jefferson there, you know, there was a lot of hope for Van Jefferson after his week one, what were your thoughts of Van Jefferson in week two? Because he did have a, a drop there. Yeah, he, he did have a, he did have that drop. Um, so I think, you know, he didn't get as many opportunities. I think um, the, the goal, uh, like you talked about with cup uh, inconsistency in the previous seasons, it has a matter, has a little bit to do with McVay's strategy and spreading the ball around rotating primary targets from game to game. So I think this could be the case where, you know, Jefferson had a big game in game one. So maybe he wasn't as prioritized in the game plan in this game, but uh, definitely Jefferson and Woods had a couple of drops that we'd like to have back. Yep. And uh, the Colts, they come back after being down seven, nothing. They get a field goal, the big play on that drive being a 42 yard pass from Wentz to Michael Pittman uh, seems like a very, Lucky play to some degree, a very, you know, the, the guy didn't think that that was the best decision by Wentz, but when you pull it off, um, then what, how can I, how can anyone complain? Uh, but I don't know if it was necessarily even like that, that, a sign of really bad defense. I mean, it was just a very, if, you know, I think Aaron Donald blew up Julian Davenport. It was uh, immediately Wentz was running and he just threw it up there. Kind of seemed like it was up there for a while. A lot of people could have come down with it, but at the end of the day, uh, they did get a field goal to make it seven, three on the next drive uh, thing, uh, you know, a hard right turn from how every other drive had gone before that this season, uh, Matthew Stafford pass was intercepted again, that was uh, deflected. And so send it off kilter. Otherwise could have been another long gain. I mean, that's where it seemed to be going. Uh, and then, as we alluded to, the Colts get a great opportunity uh, with the uh, the ball down 7-3, and Carson Wentz on third and goal from the Rams three uh, decides to flip it, uh, shovel pass it directly to Troy Reader, who has an interception. Um, then the Rams come back. They get a field goal to make it 10-3. The Colts get a field goal before the end of the half to make it 10-6, and then the Rams come out. First drive of the second half, uh, Matthew Stafford finds Cooper Cup, who gets a nice catch and run there for 43 yards. A lot of, you know, not a lot of nice things from Cooper Cup today and his career, but uh, a lot of nice moves today from Cooper Cup, just in terms of like creating yards, creating opportunities, creating first downs. You know, he's not, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, you can create opportunities and first downs by catching the ball uh, and just that's what you do. You catch the ball, but Co Cooper Cup catches the ball and he also does a lot of insane things with the ball to get more yardage. And that was the case with the 43 yarder, it's just such a talented uh, player. So uh, the Rams end up going all the way down for a Daryl Henderson touchdown to make it 17 to six. 
Uh, and then late in the game, Daryl Henderson leaves with a rib injury and doesn't return. What were your thoughts on Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson today? Uh, they ran good. I liked how in the second half, you know, we come out uh, that first drive with the emphasis on the run on the run game and the screen game. So I thought, you know, especially in that first drive, that combination between Daryl Henderson and Cooper Cup on the screen, um, I like. I like. I thought that was one of our more impressive drives of the game. Uh, Sony Michel uh, looked pretty good. Uh, um, he, uh, you know, seemed like he was quick, quick and strong up the middle. Um, and uh, we even got to see Jake Funk line up in the backfield, although I don't think he yeah. took a snap. Um, but I think uh, hopefully we'll get Henderson back. And uh, if we can roll with Henderson and uh, Michelle as a solid backup, I think that'll be a good way to go. Um, in the third quarter, the Colts had a 11 play 74 yard touchdown drive to make the score 17 to 14. Um, on that drive, Kenny Young was ejected for uh, making contact with an official and uh, really seemed to lose his cool there to at the wrong moment with the wrong person like in his face. I think, uh, you know, it seemed as though Kenny Young was very upset and would have uh, been upset in the face of anyone who tried to talk to him at that moment. It just so happened to be an official. Uh, and uh, so he was ejected. Um, any thoughts on the Kenny Young ejection or uh, the play of uh, the Rams defense on that touchdown drive, which resulted in a Carson Wentz touchdown to Zach Pascal for eight yards? Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, um, I think, uh, you know, he'll learn to, to keep his cool or, you know, he'll do better in the future. Just a matter of, like you said, man, it's just uh, really just space and time. I mean, you can be that animated, I think, just, you know, without the ref being right there. So I'm sure he didn't, you know, direct it towards the ref. But the fact that he made contact, um, you know, that's that's going to be a likely ejection. And then I thought that really spelled the, um, the momentum. I thought that uh, the momentum of the whole game, uh, starting with how that drive finished kind of turned and made it into a close finish in a fourth quarter type game. Yeah. And uh, after trading punts and then the Daryl Henderson injury, bad turn to worse when the punt was snapped and hit Nick Scott and went into the end zone and was recovered for the, by the Colts for a touchdown to take a 21 to 17 lead in the fourth quarter, a very, uh, obviously unexpected. And that also happened with the Van Jefferson drop for a first down. So uh, bad, 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 you know, and this is one of the things that I talk about as well, which is, you know, the concept of momentum, who could have had more momentum in the Colts after what had just happened there at the turn of the fourth quarter, the Rams had lost the starting running back to injury, dropped a first down, and then a, ridiculous i've hardly i don't know if i've ever seen it before touchdown punt for the colts mm -hmm. who could have had more momentum at going into the fourth quarter than taking a 21 17 lead at home with that so mm -hmm. that's where i don't necessarily uh buy a momentum because as we now know uh matthew stafford uh, was able to help out there as the rams came back and took the 24 to 21 lead um and things didn't really quite go well from there i mean it was for the colts that is <laughs> um 
yeah, what 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 were your thoughts on uh, some of the players maybe that uh, we didn't see today, like uh, Deshaun Jackson? Um, any thoughts there in terms of whether or not it just seems like, like, do you think that LA could have used Deshaun Jackson today? What what exactly are your thoughts there? Well, of course, I think, uh, you know, we could have used him. I think it's, you know, it's, it's just not his time in the rotation as far as, you know, McVeigh's season-long strategy. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's got to be telling Deshaun Jackson, you know, to be patient and his time will come as far as, you know, hopefully not because of injury, but just because, you know, of the rotation of primary targets from game to game, um, that his time will come. And uh, and I think it will. I think, um, you know, whether we use him in the run game today, we started to see more of those jet sweeps coming back, uh, whether they worked or not. Um, so I think we'll utilize Deshaun Jackson in, in that way at some point. Um, but I don't think that we were planning to need him uh, like that in this game, but maybe against uh, the Bucks. Uh, Tutu Atwell, we, we got to look at for what did he yeah. line, line up as a punt returner. Um, but uh, we haven't seen him return one yet. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's that's interesting too because, uh, yeah, we haven't seen Tutu Atwell. We are two games into the season and that's early. And uh, also, you know, the Rams in December will look different than the Rams in September, just like any NFL team would to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's early. This is not a, a total end of the line for anybody by any means, but looking at like, say the 2020 draft today, Bryson Hopkins inactive mm-hmm. and, you know, Jacob Harris hasn't even ever played tight end, but mm-hmm. I guess is the number three tight end. And Bryson Hopkins was a tight end for his whole life. Had his dad, you know, is an offensive lineman in the NFL of note who, you know, you would think at least had a lot of uh, momentum, speaking of momentum, uh, momentum going into his career as a tight end, but inactive today. And yet Jacob Harris is active. Uh, Obviously the, the Rams, they don't really utilize any tight end much other than Tyler Higby so far, but uh, we didn't see Bryson Hopkins and uh, another player who I, I think a lot of people who want to see someone other than Taylor rapid safety, which um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm here nor there with, I think that the Rams entered the season with a defense where they were like, we have such great players at a few places that we're not that concerned about the places where we don't have good players. And uh, but one guy, another guy from the last year's draft is Terrell Burgess and he's healthy and he had a good camp and he's always having good camps and practices. It seems but isn't uh, necessarily there to be, you know, another guy for Raheem Morris. And we haven't really even talked about Raheem Morris. I don't know what your thoughts are there as well as Terrell Lewis, you know, it's just not really a factor. Um, and that may be because he just hasn't practiced very much or something, but uh, a, a few guys there from the 2020 draft who aren't playing a ton yet. Would you, you know, when we do have guys like Jordan Fuller, or even Van Jefferson to some degree participating. Any thoughts on those second-year players? Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree that Taylor Burgess and, and Taylor Rapp, I mean, uh, Burgess and Taylor Rapp are, you know, neck and neck, and they have been through all camp. Uh, but uh, I think Taylor Rapp, if he's the starter for now, is, you know, doing his part to, to hold the edge on the starting position as, as far as, you know, today – um, you know, nothing got over top on him. He made a sack, uh, showing his ability to contribute there. But Terrell Burgess, um, I think, he, you know, he can contribute for sure. Um, keep him in the rotation, I think, is the right idea. 
Um, and finally, the Rams offensive line. Uh, what were your thoughts on their performance? We saw Andrew Whitworth get uh, lose a battle there for a sack to Al-Quadine Muhammad. But that was the only sack the Colts had all day. Uh, they officially had three quarterback hits with two of those going to DeForest Buckner. So even uh, Brian Allen, uh, I would have to say, uh, did pretty well. Actually, that'll be one of two things we talk about because the other thing is that a lot of people went into the game with uh, concerns about the run defense. Jonathan Taylor, pretty good running back, 15 carries for 51 yards. Um, it didn't seem like the Colts were necessarily getting a ton going with their running game. So uh, thoughts on the offensive lines of either team? Yeah, I think uh, our uh, our defense, as, as far as stopping the run, uh, did a little better this this week than we did against the Bears. So I think that's coming together. And as far as the Rams offensive line, uh, pass pro, I think, w is going well. Like I said, you know, it uh, looks like Wentz is having enough time back there to go through his progressions. Uh, but I'd like to see more push uh, for the run game going forward. Yeah, and going forward means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week three, uh, a very big game in the NFL, a very big game in, in uh, for the Rams without question. That'll be at home on September 26th in the afternoon, 425, uh, excuse me, 125, because we don't talk about Eastern Standard Times around here. Uh, but at SoFi Stadium, Rams, Buccaneers, we don't, uh, I believe, know what the Buccaneers record uh, will be after two weeks. I, I don't believe. I think that's happening right now as we speak. Uh, the Bucs lead 7-0 over the Falcons. So very likely probably two 2-0 and teams facing off next week at SoFi Stadium. A lot of eyeballs on that one. So come back uh, for the Instant Reaction podcast after the Bucks in week three. And there will be more podcasts all week here on Turf Show Times. Uh, the radio podcast, what have you, uh, Blaine, any final thoughts? What's your final thought here on the Rams? Uh, we'll have to take what we take, what we learned as far as our challenges in this game and, uh, and uh, see what we can do to tighten it up against a tough bucks team coming to town next week. Tough bucks. Indeed. That's it for turf show times. Uh, follow us on Instagram at turf show times, same on Twitter and Facebook. So go check that out for all of the Turf Show Times content. Uh, plenty of things going on over there. And uh, always be on turfshowtimes.com at all times. Keep it as the homepage. That's it for Turf Show Times. Come back next time for another episode.